Savior did come for to die for poor unreal people like you and like I. I wonder as I wander out under the sky. How y'all doing? <laughs> Dad gum, y'all look pretty. You look pretty, you got a tie on. Look at that, book that, there you go. You can take that right there. <laughs> you do, you look really, really pretty. Um, you know, your pastor is a genius. Did you know that? Did you know that? He got himself one of them time machines, traveled back in time and he found me and he said, hey, why don't you come into the future with me and you can help us do our living fertility scene or some such nonsense like that. And he said, after you're done with the fertility scene, then maybe you could explain a little bit about Christmas because you see, I don't think most folks really understand it that much anymore. They don't get the concept. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about Christmas and tell you my story. I wrote it down. Wrote it down here, wrote my story down because, well, I'm not just that smart. Like Andrew the pastor can memorize all his notes. I can't do that. But I'm going down in here, so I'm going to tell you a little, bit, a little bit about it, okay, so don't forget nothing. Get her done. My name is Larry, and uh, I'm a shepherd. <laughs> now, before we begin, I know some of you are thinking, hey, you stupid towel head, why'd you take your sheet off, right? That's because the sheet and the towel was for show. I mean, sure enough, we used to wear stuff like that, but that's because we didn't have access to fine apparel like this. <laughs> Look at this. It says Levi right here on the hind end. <laughs> See, I used to supply sheep for the Levites in the temple in Jerusalem. That's right, I'm a, I'm a Jew, and I'm, I'm a shepherd from Bethlehem, just south of, just south of Jerusalem, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, so... Uh, Hope you don't mind, but I'm gonna have a dip. <laughs> now, don't worry. Since I got religion, I switched from skull to Folgers. <laughs> Just take a little pinch of the Juan Valdez right here and stick it between your cheek and gum. Mmm, that's delicious. It's a latte. And if you... Uh, no, that's an espresso. If you don't like espresso, in a few minutes, you just <coughs> spit it out. Then you got yourself a mellow yet full-bodied French roast. <laughs> no need for those fancy coffee devices you pay so much for. In fact, I believe that I will have, I will have a latte. Mmm, that's good. Oh, I think I'll have a mocha frappuccino. Mmm. <laughs> That's yummy. That's yummy. Now, some of y'all may be a bit perturbed with that because you're thinking to yourself, Dadgum, it's Christmas. And I got dressed up and everything, and now I got to go listen to a redneck. Watch him spit. Dadgum, I've been to the mall. I've seen them nativity scenes at the mall. Those shepherd boys, mm, they're good looking. They're clean, respectable like and everything, but... This feller, he looks like he stinks. And it's Christmas, for gosh sakes. Well, if that's you and that's what you're thinking, maybe you see you just don't get the concept. Concept C, concept Christmas. To understand, ooh, I spit some of my latte on my notes there. <laughs> to understand, 
concept C, you gotta understand concept A and concept B. If you would, <clears throat> I'd like you to reckon concept A as being like right over here by you, fine fella. A stands for A plus, antiseptic, angelic, hallelujah, and amen. A stands for hagios. In Greek, hagios uh, begins with A and it means holy. Uh, God is holy. Now, no one knew for sure what concept A was or exactly what holy meant, but we was pretty sure it didn't mean sheep poop, spit, and sin. It meant clean. Everything unclean was to be atoned for. That is like made up for. And then the unclean thing was to be disposed of outside the camp. Now, the camp in my day was Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a camp. Inside of Jerusalem, was the temple. And inside of the temple was the Holy of Holies, the sanctuary of the living God, the very epicenter of concept A. Agnus Dei, glory, glory of God. Them priests and Levites that, that, that worked in the temple, they had to like clean themselves all the time and take baths and wear perfume and such. Daggum, just to be a good Jew, you had to like uh, take a bath sometimes like three times a day. I mean, they look like daggum prunes, those Jews in Jerusalem. That's concept A. You got concept A? Right here, I want you to reckon concept A. And then a long ways away, over here, I want you to reckon concept B by this feller. Now, B stands for butt. I mean that in the conjunction sense, of course, okay? Like a conjunction, mom and dad. Butt, behind, booger. Bad gas, that's B. Barn, my barn, concept B, my barn. Now, of course, it wasn't really my barn, it was my boss's barn. It wasn't so much a barn as it was a stable or a shelter for the animals. It was full of sheep poop and spit. Not necessarily sin. It was uh, uh, dirty, though. Dirty, death, decay. It was just about as far outside the camp as you could get. Con concept be. You know, your pastor showed me some of your nativity scenes at the mall. And uh, we looked at several of those. They got some pictures, actually. And uh, I think I know what your problem is. See, uh, there's one up there. What's wrong with that picture? Well, that, that doesn't look like concept B. And that doesn't look like me over there on the left. See that right there? See the problem? Look at this one. That's clean. That's really clean. How about this one? This next one. That's disturbing right there. <laughs> I mean, who's that guy in the red suit staring at the baby Jesus? That's disturbing. But what's even more disturbing than, than that is that we looked at hundreds of these things and we didn't see as much as one little sheep poo-poo. Not one. Not one. Not one little bit of concept B. And that's your problem right there. Because, you see, if you don't understand concept B... You will not understand concept C, concept Christmas. Dad gum. You got a nice uh, nativity scene right here, all purty and such. But it doesn't have any boogers and spit or unclean excretia around it. See, that's not authentic. That's not the way it really is supposed to look. And, and so I brung some stuff with me just to fix up the nativity scene because that's what your pastor asked. These are... These are baby Ruth bars, and uh, yeah, it looks like a little bit of concept B. 
ain't it delicious? Well, you just put a few of these bad boys here in front of the nativity scene, like that. I got another one. And it looks like a donkey has been here. See? That's like a nativity scene. And then I got some of these, these fellas as raisins. Let me just sprinkle a few of these around here like this. And it looks like a sheep has been here. There you go. I fixed your nativity scene. Now, I know that some of you invested a lot of money in them fancy nativity scenes, and I'd hate to see it go to waste. So I brought with me a nativity scene repair kit. And so, any of you have nativity scenes? Okay, there you go. You just take some of that right there. Okay, anybody over here? There you go. Them's raisins and baby root bars. And you go home and you put those, sprinkle those around your nativity scenes, okay? And that'll fix them up right pretty, okay? Because if you got a nativity scene, there you go, Andrew, with no, with no, with no concept being it, it ain't no nativity scene, okay? <laughs> Good shot, wasn't it? Yeah, got hit in the head with concept B at church. You get used to that. Well, <laughs> yeah, he does understand now. Concept B. You see, concept B is not clean. Concept B is full of stink. And concept B is where a shepherd lives. Maybe that's where we all live. In fact, you can verify this yourself. You take the prettiest fancy lady here. I know this. You go set her out in the field, come back in two, three days, she'll stink. <laughs> it's true. It's like the stinkers inside us just trying to get out. In fact, some of you sitting here right now, you look so nice and pretty. You're just trying to hold the stink in, aren't you? <laughs> you had that onion dip for lunch, and now you're trying to hold the stink. That ain't right. Lord, I apologize for suggesting these fine, fancy people stink, and bless the pygmies in New Guinea, the starving pygmies, amen. But you know it's true, don't you? No, it's true. You got dead things rotting inside you, dead plants, dead animals. Call it food on the way in, and concept B on the way out. We're all trying to hide the stink. That's what most religion is. Concept B, all covered in fancy words and such, like whitewashed tombs, pretty on the outside, full of stink on the inside. Well, we shepherds, we would stink on the inside and stink on the outside. We could not hide the stink. Maybe you're here tonight all nervous and scared because you yourself is losing a game of hide the stink. Maybe you're drinking yourself to sleep every night. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe you're doing some abusing. Maybe you're fixing to leave your wife or cheat on your husband. Maybe you've been thinking about even taking your own life because you're losing the game of hide the stink. Now you're in a room full of religious folks on Christmas Eve, feeling a mile, million miles away from Christmas and God and such. But I tell you what, you may be closer to Christmas than you think. For in order to see Christmas, concept C, you got to be honest about concept B. In other words, you got to lose a game of hide the stink. And you see, we shepherds had lost the game of hide the stink. Now, there's some famous shepherds in the Bible and all, but unless you have a scratch and sniff Bible, you can't smell those boys. <laughs> <laughs> but you can smell us in Bethlehem. 
And so they, they looked down on us. They all looked down on us. We was unclean. See, Leviticus or some such thing says that if you like kill an animal uh, or you touch an animal that you didn't kill or you get some sort of unclean bodily excretion on you, use unclean. You're unclean. And we was like always unclean. But the only way to get clean was to sacrifice a lamb. And get this, we supplied the lamb. Now, don't that beat all? They needed us to feel clean, but they wouldn't touch us because we was unclean. They sacrificed lambs every day in that temple, thousands and thousands of lambs. There was blood everywhere, especially at Passover. I, I, I didn't exactly understand it, but the lambs was like a gift to God or payment to God or some such nonsense like that. I figured we had a sick God. I figured we had a cruel God. See, we raised sheep for wool back then. We'd eat one if we had to. But you check your Bible, in those days, sheep was like pets, not dogs, but sheep. I mean, they're so cute and fluffy. They follow you around. They learn your name. That's how we'd shepherd the sheep. They knew our voices. Now, uh, those priests and, and pastors, did you know pastor means shepherd? Well, you see, the, those shepherds, those shepherds didn't care about the sheep, and the sheep didn't know their voices. That's why they had to build so many walls and fences, because they was lousy shepherds. King David said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, my shepherd, I, I didn't make no sense to me. I figured if the Lord was a shepherd, he'd just like led his sheep to the slaughter. See, I supplied them sacrificial lambs for the temple, and it wasn't pretty. My connection there at the temple was a feller that would become high priest in a few years. You can read about him in your Bible. Know what his name was? Anus. <laughs> That's funny. That there's funny. I don't care who you are, that there's funny. His name was Anus. <laughs> That's like some concept B trying to act like concept A, dressed up in concept A or something. Anyway, you say, it's pronounced Anus. And I say, yes, sir, Mr. Anus. Get her done. Someone's got to do it. Get her done. <laughs> he didn't like me. Didn't like me. Needed me, but hardly talked to me. Didn't even know my last name. Called me Larry the Sheep Guy. Larry the Sheep Guy. Or just plain old redneck. You redneck, redneck. Everybody laughs at rednecks till you need one. Till your camel breaks down out in the desert. <laughs> or you need a lamb come pass over. Redneck. You know Abraham was a redneck. Check it out. Not many branches in that family tree. <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a shepherd that married his half-sister, then pimped his bride to save his tail. You read it, it's in your Bible. Isaac basically did the same thing. Jacob means cheat. Jacob means cheat, and uh, he fathered all of Israel because his four wives had like a cheating fertility contest and produced Israel. And they was always on the move. I mean, Israel practically uh, invented the travel trailer. It was like one giant trailer park was Israel. Even King David, been a shepherd boy in Bethlehem. See, you pay attention, you realize the Bible is like the history of God and the rednecks. God and the rednecks. Of course, I didn't see that back then because the religious folks did such a good job of playing hide the stink, hide the stink, hide the stink. Well, that was, uh, that was something. They, they was using me. 
And I figured they was using me, and so they hated me, and I hated me. In fact, I kind of hated everyone. I stunk on the inside, and I stunk on the outside. I knew I stunk. I was a piece of sh Concept B, that was me. And God, well, he was over in concept A. If there was such a thing as concept A, I figured he didn't care about me. Or maybe worse yet, he did care about me. He cared about me the way he cared about a turd in the punch bowl on Christmas Eve. You want to dispose of that bad boy outside the city, outside the camp. I figured God wanted to dispose of me. Good for nothing, Larry the sheep guy. I covered my pain by making light of everything. A comedian. <laughs> Had a friend named Harold. Harold covered the pain with just plain mean. He was mean, scary mean, had a heart like stone. We called him the Herald. Harold, the Herald wouldn't let anyone in except maybe his lamb, his pet lamb. Isn't that something? He had a pet lamb. He was like one of those murdering psychos, you know, with a pet kitten. You know, they're like that because they've been hurt so bad. Everyone's a threat. So they wrap their heart in stinky mean. Everyone's a threat, except, of course, that little kitten or little lamb. Come Passover time, I half expected the herald to just go psycho with rage. Psycho on them priests. Maybe psycho on God. The herald said he didn't believe in no God. Of course, I knew that meant he hated God. I hated God. You hate God? You been hiding that stink? I was. I was depressed. However, I was in therapy at the time. I'd tell my troubles to Harold, and then he'd say, Blow it off, Larry. It don't matter. There ain't no God. You're a butthead. Late one night, long about zero, I don't know whether it was B.C. or A.D., couldn't quite figure that out. We was out uh, abiding in the fields. That was a great thing about wearing them sheets. I mean, it was like uh, you were wearing your sleeping bag wherever you happened to abide, you know what I mean? Now, people say, well, what was you doing out there abiding in the fields? You might wonder that. Well, we was wondering as we was wondering, of course. That's what we did <laughs> out in the field. So I says to Harold this one night, Harold, I wonder as I wonder out under the sky, if God gives a rip for fellers like you and like I. And Harold said, shut up, Larry. And I said, but we just poor lonely shepherds in fields where we lay, in fields where we lay keeping our sheep. On a cold winter's night that was so deep. And Harold said, Larry, we're standing up. And it ain't cold. And it ain't deep. Is that all you could think of that rhymes with, with sheep? And why do you keep rhyming everything anyway, Larry? You're some kind of, and just then, kaboom, this huge, like, glowing angel thing appears above our head, you know. 
like I figured it was one of them alien abductions. Those alien fellas, they like us redneck fellas. But it wasn't that kind of alien. It just glowed with concept A. It was more concept A than I ever seen before. And then this angel named Lo, Lo the angel. Lo the angel says, fear not. And I thought, well, it's a little too late for that. I'm gonna have to change my sheet now, Lo. But the angel says, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all the people. Be to all the people, good news, great joy. Unto you is born this day. In the city of David, Christ the Lord. And suddenly with the angel, there was a multitude of the heavenly host. Now, a heavenly host is not like Martha Stewart standing at the pearly gates with a quiche, okay? A heavenly host is an army. And I figured there was about 12 legion of them, bad boys with flaming swords and fire. And they was clean. They was just clean. When I saw them, I figured this is, this is it for planet Earth. This is judgment day. I braced myself and then I heard singing. They were singing. This is what they're singing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I looked over at the herald and he was white as a sheet. I figured he was rethinking that ain't no God statement. I looked over at Harold and I said, hark, the herald, angels are singing. <laughs> yeah, you saw that one coming. I'm sorry, I joke around. I apologize, okay? I just do, but it was, it was just because I'm trying to cover the sad. I was just so dang glad. It was just so glad, so wonderful, so amazing, so powerful, and so strange. I mean, it was so powerful. I mean, I, I looked at those bad boys. Their song was so powerful. I figured they didn't even need them songs, just the, just, the swords, just the song, just the song, and the walls would come tumbling down. Walls of Jericho, walls of Jerusalem, walls of Larry, the sheep guy. It was an invasion, an invasion of planet Earth, but it was like they'd all stopped as they were storming the beach, and one of them yelled to the others, hey, look, it's Larry, let's go sing for him. See if he'll join along was like an invasion of concept A and they was asking me to sing along the heavenly host, the heavenly host. And, and then I remember I thought, well, where's the Lord of hosts? You know, the commander of God's army, the, the God man. And then it hit me what lo the angel was saying, unto you is born this day a savior who is Christ the Lord. And I, and I remember thinking, well, maybe that's the, the Lord of hosts, the king at concept A. Unto you is born a savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. A manger. Now, you see, the only manger between us and Bethlehem that night happened to be my manger most unclean place in all of Israel, the very epicenter of concept B. Boogers and spit surrounded by sheep poop and baby Ruth bars. Now we was rednecks, but even we fellers wouldn't even think of putting no baby in a feed bin. That'd be a sign, all right. A sign that most folks would read, not as pointing to the king of kings, but as the very last and the very least, all the rednecks. I figured a fitting sign would be something more like a, a baby that glowed or floated or something, you know. That's the way you think. I know it because I've seen your light up nativity sings. And you sing that song, silly song, radiant beam from thy holy face. Well, just think about that. 
If that was the case, Herod wouldn't have had to kill all them babies, would he? He would have just said to his shoulders, boys, only kill the glowy floaty ones. <laughs> point being, point being, he looked like every other dirt poor redneck baby. Maybe every dirt poor redneck baby is a sign and you miss it because you can't see past the stink and the concept B. Well, anyway, all at once, lo, and the heavenly host, they stopped singing and they disappeared. The herald, me, and the boys were just kind of stumbled in the days toward, toward Bethlehem. I remember when we got to the stable, I peeked around the corner, and sure enough, there was these two kids there, smelled like birth waters and blood and sweat, unclean bodily excretia. I looked at the manger, there was a pile of rags, and out of the rags came crying, just a wailing. You know, you sing that other stupid song, Little Lord Jesus, No Crying He Makes. You try being born in a barn, stuck in a feed bin. See if you cry. Don't you see? That's a daggum miracle. That Christ the Lord would choose to cry his tears in my manger. That the commander of God's army would choose to be born in my barn. I stood there, I remember, a long time just staring, just taking it all in, and then I just couldn't help myself. I exclaimed, sweet mother of God! And this sweet young thing, she turned around, she said, excuse me, sir, but there was no place for us in the inn. Just think about that. No room in the inn. No room in the temple. No room in the holy of holies in Jerusalem, but there was room in my manger. My manger was the sanctuary of the living God. Sanctuary of the living God. All a concept A, wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in my concept B. You see, all religion was about concept B being all covered up in concept A or what people pretended was concept A, but this was concept A being born into concept B, making concept C, and that's what it is. Concept A plus concept B equals concept C, Christmas. And it was an invasion, a surprise attack through my manger. God was invading planet Earth with concept A, and concept A just wasn't a concept, wasn't only a concept, it was a person. The Lord of hosts was a redneck. Ha, yeah, a redneck and a comedian, because this was funny. And I don't mean just sarcastic funny, you know, my kind of funny, the kind of funny that covers up a world to stink. No, this was like deep laugh your guts out kind of funny, like, like a joke deeper than this whole world to stink. Not covering up the stink, but transforming all the stink into perfume. The whole world was chasing glory, running from my barn, and the king of glory is born in my manger. Them priests and pastors, they were building walls all over the place trying to keep the holiness in and keep me out. And then the holy of holies becomes my barn. That's funny. I don't care who you are, that there's, that there's funny. And the joke's on you, you see. The joke's on you because the joke's for you. If you could just laugh at yourself, he'd be born in your barn too. See, he's fixing to surprise you. Do you know that? He's fixing to surprise you with unspeakable joy, great joy. 
You know, that's what every dad wants on Christmas. So you set your kids up for it. You set them up for joy. You say stuff like this. I, I don't think we could afford the deluxe plastic action shepherd fun set this year. Then on Christmas morning, you give them their dream. The Deluxe Plastic Action Shepherd and Entire Farm Fun said, Yahoo! That's my dream. And you see, if the kids think they earned it, you can't give it. Because by definition, it's not a gift no more, it's payment. Most grown up folks don't give gifts nor get gifts on Christmas, they negotiate trade agreements. <laughs> and that's what Anus and Caiaphas was doing with God Himself. And they were so full of themselves, they didn't have no room for grace. I think that's why Jesus was born in my manger. Because I knew I couldn't pay. I couldn't hide the stink. And so I got the gift. Concept A was born into concept B, producing concept C. Say it with me, class. Concept A was born into concept B, producing concept C. Very good. Back to the story. I'm standing there at the manger, wondering as I'm wondering. And the herald, the herald just, he just walks over to the manger and picks him up. Picks the Lord up. Picks the commander of God's army up. And when Harold picks him up, the Lord stops crying like he had found his home in the Harold's arms, in Harold's stinky arms. I mean, I ain't never seen nothing even remotely like that before. Harold starts singing to him, starts singing to him, starts singing to him, laughing with him. He's never seen Harold even remotely like that, except maybe perhaps when he was holding his little lammy. <laughs> and then a shiver went down my spine. I remember thinking, good God, don't let them priests ever get a hold of this, Lammy. I buried that thought. We stayed there for hours, stayed there for hours, laughing and talking, and, and then the herald just went psycho, <laughs> but not with rage. He went psycho with joy. He went running through the streets of Bethlehem as the sun came up, screaming and yelling about angels, sheep poop, and the love of God. And all of the people came out of their houses and they said unto the herald, shut up, you stupid, drunk, redneck shepherd. <laughs> well, you know the story. Herod, King Herod, the descent into Egypt, the return to Nazareth. Hey, did you know Nazareth is a, is a redneck town? Remember, they used to say nothing good ever come out of Nazareth. Right, Nazareth, the redneck town. See, he, he was a redneck. Get this. From Nazareth, born in a barn, to an unwed, pregnant, teenage virgin. That there's about as redneck as you can get. <laughs> unwed, pregnant, teenage virgin. But for the next 30 years or so, um, I continued to... To wonder, as I, as I wondered, I started going to synagogue. Once I heard the rabbi read from Isaiah, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. Every Passover, I'd get nervous. After 30 years or so, he showed up again around Bethlehem. John the baptizer baptized him and said this, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For three years he preached and I followed him. I followed him like a little lamb. I knowed his voice. See, if he was a little lamb, he was also the good shepherd. 
Oh, it was Passover when the false shepherds spilt his blood in the city. Then they took him outside the camp, tried to dispose of him on a cross. I figured that any second them 12 legion of angels would show up and it'd be judgment day. But the angels didn't show. And yet it was judgment day. As he hung there on that cross, he lifted his head and I remember I heard him, he cried, Father, forgive him. And all at once it hit me, all at once it all made sense. Passover, uh, the, the lamb, the perfect sacrifice, the, the perfect offering, atonement. But not to a God who's cruel. Atonement to people that's cruel. Atonement for people that's cruel. God was in Jesus and Jesus was the lamb. Jesus is the love of God poured out on this entire stinking world. The angels didn't evade with swords of steel because their commander was invading with grace. And then all at once I, I knew just what it was, what concept A was. It's the burning love of God. The love of God poured out. His holiness is grace. It's grace. The holy fire of grace. So God consigned all men to concept B. Did I say concept B was over here? Really, we're here. Sorry if I messed you up. I'm a shepherd. God consigned all men to concept B in order that he may have concept A on all, in order that all might become concept C, like me. Christmas is concept A and concept B making concept C, which is me. Christ in me is concept C. The living nativity scene is me. The sanctuary is me. The sanctuary is us, but it can't happen. Or at least you won't see it happen until you stop playing hide the stink. You got to confess the stink. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're ashamed of yourself. Maybe you're addicted or embarrassed or afraid or think we all are some way. Maybe you think you got no stink, which is the worst of all stink. Whatever the case, you're looking for God. We're all looking for God, whether you admit it or not. Whatever the case, you're looking for God, and where are you going to find him? Well, in the last place you'd expect, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in your stinky manger. Why? Because God is grace. And when you see him, when you really see him covered in your stink for the love of you, when you really see him, your manger won't stink no more. Merry Christmas. There's an old legend they tell in France about us shepherds. They say we all brought presents for the Christ child that night. Of course, that wasn't true. We didn't have no presents to give him. But they say we did. 
According to the legend, one of the shepherds in this uh, story was named Le Enchant. It means the enchanted one. And so we all came to the, the manger that night in the nativity scene and gave him my presence. We're standing around, except for Le Chant, who didn't have any present, of course. And after a while, someone said, well, where's Le Enchant? And, and then we searched all over, and then according to the story, we found him under a blanket slung over the manger. There was Le Enchant. Like a flame taking its direction to the wind, so the enchant had found his love, so they say. So he gave the Christ child that present that he wanted. He stayed there all night whispering, Yesu, Yesu, Yesu. He gave the Lord the present that he wanted for Christmas. Gratitude. Unspeakable joy. <laughs> Gratitude for grace. We see that part of the story is true. Except, and of course, the shepherd's name wasn't Le Enchant. <laughs> that was Harold. No longer the mean one. Now the enchanted one. Enchanted by grace. It was concept A in concept B making concept C. It was Christmas was Christmas. Now I don't want you to think about me no more. I want you to sing this song like you really mean it and it'll be Christmas right here right now. Okay so Michael the music boys you want to come back up here? Where are you? Get up here. Hurry up. We've got things to do. All right yeah get her done. <laughs> get her done. You come on up here and I'm gonna go find the pastor okay and uh I want you all to sing this song like you mean it, okay? Sing it like you mean it. the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Amen. Come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel, God with us. And so I'm going to re-preach Larry's entire message just by doing this. On the night that Jesus, the Lamb of God, was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given to you. Take and eat and do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, and having given thanks, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the covenant, the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of it, all of you, and do it in remembrance of me. And so we invite you tonight, and the Lord calls you, to come to his table, tear off a piece of bread, and you can dip it in the cup, the dark cup, is wine, the light cup is juice, and then take concept A, that's concept A, and put it in your stinky manger, and that's Christmas, all right? Now, if you haven't been around church very much and you wonder, well, can I come do that? Can I be a part of that? You might think to yourself, well, I can't do that because I need to clean the manger. I think that thought comes from hell because you see Jesus came to 
to clean your manger. That's why you need a savior. And so the Lord calls to you tonight, saying, look, you, you can't clean your manger. You don't have anything to clean it with. I want you to surrender it. So if you come forward, what you're doing is you're just surrendering the manger. You're saying, Lord, I, I know I, I can't clean it. I need you to clean it. And uh, our God is grace. That's what he longs to hear. So we invite you to come forward and do that. If you don't want to, that's okay. Um, you can stay in your seat or you can just walk by, but just know that the Lord, the Lord wants you, okay? And if you would, let's pray this prayer together right now. You can just pray it with me, okay? I'm not gonna ask you to stand up or fill out pledge cards or anything. Um, just, just pray this silently in your heart after me. Uh, Lord God, I confess to you Well, that I'm broken. That I am self-centered. That I tend to consume life and you create life. And so I confess to you my emptiness and my sin. And Lord, you are life. You are goodness. And so I invite you to be born in me, to be formed in me, to transform me into your image. Lord, I'd like it to be Christmas in me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. that prayer with me and came forward uh, for communion. Maybe you haven't done that before. You just need to know that Christ the Savior is born. He's born in you and he's born as a baby and he grows. But you belong to him and you can talk to him and don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. He paid everything for you and he loves you. And so may you have a very Merry Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen.